This is former Auburn football player Danny Skutak, and you are listening to the Abbey Award-winning sports call, Auburn. Welcome back to Sports Call, Tiger 95.9, a Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. Ryan LaVoy, Cam Berry, Tom Peavy with you here on this Wednesday edition of Sports Call. And now we go to the Orthopedic Clinic phone line, and we welcome on Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today. Ferg, as always, the time is greatly appreciated. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing well. How are y'all? Doing very well. And, of course, we've got a lot to discuss. We will start with not the absolute worst part of the Iron Bowl on Saturday. We'll start with just how... The atmosphere was, Ferg. I know we always get the opportunity at the very end of these games to go down there. Where did that rank for you in terms of atmospheres and and just games you've been a part of? Uh, it was a really good one. I mean, let's, I'm just gonna be honest. The new the press box being closed in. I mean, it just kind of sucks the you know life out of covering the game from in there. Um, but you know, down on the field for the final few minutes, it was it was as loud as as, as it as it can be. It was really really good. Um, it was a really good atmosphere for sure, and I mean, it's an Iron Bowl where Auburn's competitive. You you expect a, a show like that, absolutely. And so, to the game itself, uh, Auburn ran the ball as well as we've seen them do it all year long. W- what was working for them, and were you surprised that they were able to achieve that level of success after not really having that this year? Yeah, I was surprised because I mean, not only did Auburn run the ball well, they did it without throwing the ball well at all. Um, you know. Peyton Thornton only completed a few passes and felt like, you know, this was not the team to be one-dimensional against. Uh, you go, you look at you look at Alabama this year, they had done a really good job against really good running backs, and Auburn had two running backs who did really well. Thorn ran the ball well as well. Um, really good blocking uh, up front. Guys are making good plays, and uh, it, it's special when you, when you run against Alabama like that, because just Auburn historically just does not do that. I mean, that, that could be They've run for over 200 yards in back-to-back years against Alabama. I, I think you got to go all the way back to when Bo Jackson was playing here the last time that happened. So, I mean, this is – it's something that was pretty unprecedented, and, and it's one of those things where it was like kind of more of a missed opportunity for Auburn because you ran the ball so well and you did it without throwing it. It still came up short in this game. Uh, but, I mean, there is definitely a foundation here um, with Auburn's offense in the running game for sure. Uh, looking at the last play, uh, the thing that everybody wants to talk about, just your thoughts on, on what Auburn did defensively right there. Was it the right call? I mean, obviously the big debate. Was it the right call? Should they have rushed more people? How did they get in a one-on-one situation in the corner when you've got to prevent? Should they have had the guy at, the, at a spy when you knew he was not going to run? Just your general thoughts on the last play, how Auburn did with that. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it was – I think it was a call that if you're going to do it, you better run it perfectly. And Auburn didn't, um, you know, dropping eight in coverage really. Cause I mean, the, the one big question I just still don't get is the spy. Yeah. Uh, you're spying there. Guy's not going to run 31 yards, um, you know, to, to try to score that touchdown. And even if he tried, he'd have to run through everybody. So that was a tougher one. I mean, two man rush just isn't going to do anything. Um, because like, you know, five offensive linemen against two rushers. I mean, that's just, that's never going to work. Um, you can have some of the best pass rushers in the game, and you're still probably not going to get home at that point. 
And so you were basically asking for, you know, kind of like defending it like a Hail Mary. Um, so you have to go back and read it and, and kind of just swat it down. Um, the problem is you gave, um, you know, Milrow enough time to kind of drive the ball. Uh, and he made a great throw and Isaiah Bond made a fantastic catch and all that. But you look at it and it's just a mistake. I mean, they, they crossed up. You have three safeties in the end zone. They crossed up at one point. Um, you know, inside and two safeties went one way and, and, and instead of, you know, splitting out and um, since they went the same way, it just left a one-on-one in the end zone. So I think it was definitely a conservative call and conservative calls like that can be, definitely be questioned. Um, you know, if you're aggressive in that situation, uh, you have to tackle, you have to make those plays. So I get I get the, the thought process behind playing it safe, but when you play it safe, you've got to play it, you know, got to play it well. And there, Auburn did not execute it uh, well at all. And, and Alabama came up with a uh, fan, you know, fantastic play on both ends uh, to, to, to get the win. So, Justin, we get into some of the offseason questions, although there will be a bowl game to get to. We can get to that in just a second, too. I mean, do you expect any major staff shakeups, or is that decision, do you think, maybe going to be made later in the offseason? Just what do we expect with uh, with the current staff? I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, think it's, I think it's too early to tell anything one way or another. Um, I do know that recruiting is going to be kind of the push, and usually when you see a lot of changes on your staff, it happens kind of later um, in, in the process. Uh, you still got a bowl game, you know, to, to – you know, play for and all that, so it's not like you're completely in off season mode right now. So, I mean, I'll be interested to see where Auburn goes if there are any changes, there are any shakeups. But um, you know, I, I wouldn't. You know, I don't think there's like this, this overwhelming pressing need for that right now. Talking to Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today on Sports Call and Ferg, when we look toward uh, the bowl game, obviously Auburn, with not enough SEC teams being bowl eligible, will avoid uh, the Birmingham Bowl, Gasparilla Bowl, those two lower lower tier bowls. Uh, I know it's kind of a crapshoot trying to figure out which bowl it'll be. Do you think Auburn has any preference in, in what of these group of six bowls that they, they could get into? Now, I don't know if you know, there's a preference. I think everybody's going to have their own opinion. Um, I think Auburn would be you know, happy with something that's, you know, somewhat drivable. Um, I've seen the Texas Bowl, and that's probably the toughest one to get to, um, and that one's just a couple of days after Christmas, so I mean, that's a that's a tougher trip to make. So you probably would want more of the Gator Bowl, Music City Bowl, you know, Mayo Bowl, that, that kind of range is probably a little bit better for Auburn, but you know, I think I think there's, you know, there's going to be a thought process that, you know, Auburn's going to, going to bring a crowd wherever. You just probably want one to be a little bit closer home, maybe a little bit more past Christmas just to maximize that crowd. And then another tough, tough for you to predict uh, question, Ferg, about the, the portal and about quarterback play. Obviously, we've already seen uh, five or six reputable guys get in the portal. Uh, how how big do you feel the need is? How how active is Auburn going to try to be? And is there anyone that stands out to you as making a lot of sense right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're going to. I think they're going to at least kick the tires on somebody. I think you could go the Ole Miss route. You know, Ole Miss last year returned Jackson Dart, and then they went and got out, got two transfer quarterbacks. Um, you know, in in addition to who they got in in recruiting out of high school. And just put that competition on Dart and said, "Hey, here we go." And obviously, Dart beat out Spencer Sanders and, and uh, Walker Howard and those guys. But you know, I, I think that's the thing that Auburn could very well do in this situation for Thorne. And it's it's not that Peyton Thorne played badly this season. I don't think it's just when you look at his numbers against 
teams that were ranked, teams that were you know in the win in the wins versus losses, teams that were you know win, or were winning, having win winning records this year. It just, I mean, the pass that Auburn had in those games just is not going to be good enough. Um, and I'm not, I'm not putting that all on the feet of Peyton Thorne either, um, but I would not be surprised at all if Auburn went into the portal and tried to get somebody to at least push Thorne uh, or, you know, somebody they feel like they could potentially start and have a real battle because I think when you have the passing woes Auburn had against quality competition this year, everything's up for grabs. And we can talk about getting more wide receiver talent, and obviously Auburn's going to want to do that. You can talk about maybe changing some things up with your staff and you know, with, with, with what Hugh Freeze does and his responsibility on offense, and, and I'm sure that's going to be looked over too. But quarterback's going to be a big part of that as well. And so I don't think Auburn's going to sit sit back and just say, you know what, no, we're good. Um, we're not going to – we're not – you know, we're just going to run it back next year with what we got. I think if guys make sense, they'll go after them in the portal. And obviously two came in today that makes sense for Auburn, number one. Grayson McCall, we already know Auburn went to that song and dance last year where Grayson McCall really wanted him, um, did not have as good of a year at Coastal this year as, as he did in his season's past, but obviously that's not with Jamie Chadwell and, and their offense, but still makes a ton of sense as a fit. Um, if, if that's a possibility, I wouldn't be surprised to see Auburn go after that again. And then Riley Leonard from Duke just entered the portal, and, and Leonard's a guy that's been, I think, linked to, to Auburn for quite some time now, um, just kind of tangentially because of the fact that he is an Alabama kid uh, and, you know, has, has played uh, some really, really good football uh, in the past uh, at Duke. So those are two names that make a ton of sense. Um, I know people have talked about Cam Ward possibly going to the portal with, with uh, you know, what's going on at Washington State. That might be an option as well. Uh, but, you know, I, I would be really surprised if we get – I'm not saying they're going to sign anybody. Uh, for sure, but I would be surprised if we get, you know, at the end of the transfer portal and Auburn just has not gone after anybody at quarterback. Now, whether they convince them to come in or not is one thing or another, but I do think they're going to have room to at least try something there and see what it goes. You know, that's not saying that Peyton Thorne can't do it, and that's not saying Auburn's season's doomed if Peyton Thorne's a starting quarterback in 2024. It is just saying, though, um, that, you know, they're going to have a different situation than a lot of other teams are, especially at Thorne stays. A couple of basketball questions for you, Ferg, before we get out of here on this Wednesday, talking to Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Uh, ACC-SEC Challenge makes its maiden voyage last night and tonight, and for Auburn, it's Virginia Tech. I know we talked in the offseason a little bit about this not really being overly appealing of a matchup compared to what Auburn could have gotten, even with another team in the state of Virginia. Uh, but talk a little bit about this matchup and, and how Bruce Pearl sees it. It's, it's going to be a good game. Uh, Virginia Tech is a, is a quality basketball team, and this could be a team that's going to be fighting for it. It's a tournament berth this year that were last year around the bubble. It's a team that's got a lot of experience, uh, really good on offense. Um, you know, they struggled in the second half against FAU on Sunday. It's third game, you know, third game in four days. FAU's awesome. Um, they kind of just fell apart there, but most of the season they have been excellent from deep, uh, really efficient. You know, from two, they don't turn the ball over a lot. One of the best teams in the country hitting free throws. They've got experience. They've got a bunch of different ways. You know, score. They've got you know they'll put three or four shooters on the floor at all times around a big man who doesn't miss very often. Like this is a really good offensive team. I mean, I don't know if they're quite Baylor level good on offense, but they're 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 really really good. Be you know probably the toughest test Auburn has faced on offense this year, and then on defense. Um, when they're on, when they're locked in, they're a really good defense as well. 
Uh, been forcing a lot more turnovers this year than, re- than they have recently. It's just an experienced team with a great head coach, and um, it's the team that's, you know, I think going to be fighting for the NCAA tournament you know, lives this year. And I think Auburn sees them as, you know, a team on paper that Auburn's going to be better than. But, um, you know, if they don't play well, Virginia Tech can definitely come in here and beat them. Um, so this is a really good matchup. It's going to be a really good test for Auburn's defense. I think Auburn's defense really over the, you know, so far this season has shown like they are better than maybe we expected coming into the year, but again, Virginia Tech's going to be a different animal because, uh, you know, Hunter Couture, Lynn May, a lot of those guys, like they, they've got a lot of dudes uh, that can really get after you on offense, so um, this is going to be a really good matchup, and I think Auburn's going to be very, very happy that this one's going to be at home tonight. So far, if you're looking at Auburn's roster, who has stood out to you the most in terms of just their stock rising, like, wow, this he's more impactful than I thought, or he can do this better than I thought. Who's a big stock riser for you on Auburn's roster? Yeah, I'm going to go with Chad Baker-Mazzara. I mean, he's coming off the bench, and he's, you know, sixth or seventh right now, depending on where you look at it, and, and kind of just minutes played and rolling and all that, but you know, he's in the top three or four in pretty much every major statistical category for Auburn in terms of, like, PER, net rating, stuff like that. Just his impact on the floor has been great. He's a scorer. He's a rebounder. He's 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 really impressed me on defense. Um, for a guy who played Juco ball last year, he's made the jump right back up. He can just do something to everything, and I really like that pairing he has with Chris Moore. And I love, I love personally how they start the game with Chris Moore. Because Chris Moore is a great defender, great rebounder, great glue guy, energy, you know, communicator, veteran. You you love to get the game. You know, he's a tone setter. Uh, and then when they get into that rotation, when they can put you know Chad on the floor, he's more of a, he's more of an offensive threat than uh, than Chris is. But he can also have the length uh, and the athleticism to make impact plays on the defensive side of the floor. So um, I've really been impressed with Chad Baker Mazar. I think he's a he's a great pair uh, pairing with with Moore. Um, he was a guy that you know has played D one ball before, you know. But the, you know, it's a guy making the jump up, from, uh, you know, from, from from JUCO last season, and just how quickly he would he would make the move, and he's done really well. Pretty much every game, he's just done something of every some of everything pretty well. And he's got a really high floor, and, and that's exactly what Auburn needs for a team that's going to rotate a lot. He's Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer joining us today on Sports Call. Ferg, what do you have at the, the Auburn Observer throughout this week? Yeah, if you want to uh, get a breakdown of this Auburn-Virginia uh, Tech game, you can check that out at the Observer today. Also wrote a story this week on kind of what Auburn's view is, big picture view, heading into 2024. You know, Hugh Freeze talking this week about how he thinks that this team's got everything it takes to be elite. So what's that going to take? We'll break that down and kind of run some of that. And then on Monday I do uh, I did what is probably our biggest, um, you know, kind of, kind of story we do or piece we do that uh, – that comes with your observer subscription, which is a roster tracker. So every uh, move, transfer portal in, out, high school recruiting, all that. Um, if you want to ever see kind of where Auburn stacks up uh, at every single position, at every spot, uh, go to the go to the, go there. We put that out on Monday. We're already updated it with a couple outgoing transfers. We'll continue to update it. It's going to take on a life of its own throughout. The off season that we updated, I mean, all the, I mean, all the way to fall camp, basically. So, uh, you get the chart, you get all the breakdowns and all that. Uh, it's just a one, you know, one page you go to, and you can see everything going on with all the football's roster. Um, and I'll probably update that, update that thing hundreds and hundreds of times over the next few months. So, 
comes with your Observer subscription, so check it out, AuburnObserver.com. Yeah, absolutely. With the portal, with everything going on, there's still just as many kids committing in high school, but now there's way more players that are already out of high school uh, committing and leaving, so absolutely want to check that out. He's Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer, joining us today on Sports Call. Ferg, as always, the time is greatly appreciated. We'll see you out at the arena tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you